The following podcast does not represent the views of the C-Suite Network. The C-Suite Network would definitely let their kids see Mr. Baseball. All right. Well, hey, gang, we are here right on time with our hot, fresh, timely take on The Bachelorette right when you wanted it most, which is almost a week after the episode aired. Podcasters celebrate holidays, too, guys. That's right. We uh, had to take some time off to be thankful. You know what we're thankful for? All of you. The Mayflower. (laughs) Ivan. Yeah. Chris Uh, Harrison drinking wine at 2.30 in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. Just those, that's actually what we were doing. We were drinking wine with Harrison in the middle of the night and we just plum forgot to podcast. So we're sorry, gang. We know that you've been just waiting and waiting that you couldn't enjoy your Thanksgiving without this hot take. But we're here, better late than never, to cover this episode, which we just watched, so it's fresh in our minds. So don't worry. I'm going to be totally on top of everything that happened Mm -hmm. in this episode. Um, You know who else we're thankful for? Or what else we're thankful for? Five-star reviews. <laughs> yeah. We got uh, one from Rosie Dreams who said, we all need a laugh right now. We do. It's true. Yeah. It's all we have, Rosie. <laughs> we're going to get through this together, gang. She and graded us an A++. Yeah, there's no such grade, but I'll take it. We really broke the grade barrier. We're kind of above the 100% mark. I also want to give a shout-out to our eight listeners in Iceland. And this is a complicated story because a while ago, gang, we got an email informing us that our podcast is performing very well in Israel. I believe that we talked about that on the podcast. I don't think we did. We didn't? No, I don't think we thought we were able to talk. Because remember, it's been almost two weeks since we've podcasted. Okay, all right. Yeah. (laughs) A lot has happened in our lives, everybody. Um, and we got an email informing us that we were number 43 in film and television podcasts in Israel. So to all our Israeli listeners, we love you. Except, according to Megaphone, we have zero Israeli listeners. So something's up. It's almost like this marketing company just wants to sell us this podcast tracking software. That can't be right. Robin, <laughs> we're going to need right. you to check this out. Ooh, ooh, and Ida. We're bringing Ida on. Ida as a researcher as well. Ida Katz. Ida Katz has been a researcher for quite some time for us. Oh, really? Well, she said she tweeted that she was officially taking over. I feel like there was another new person. Yeah, we had another join. new person. It was Profa. Well, no, that was like three years ago. Well, but, but I'm saying Prava, there's... your yesterday's news. <laughs> no, there was like a new... It's so hard to keep all these Somebody interns sent us some straight. Like research or something. Yeah, it's hard to keep all these interns and we're researchers like, straight. We're like Sonia with our interns. You don't get it. I don't get it. No, hashtag I don't. Hashtag wears pickles. <laughs> I'll take, you know, that's just a funny hashtag. You wish no matter you how you, you know I don't what? need to. It's even funnier if you know who Pickles is. No, I can't imagine it's any funnier than Except I found it right now. Pickles is dead. Oh, that is funny. Because she was murdered by Sonia Morgan. Oh, Well, speaking of mysteries, I do not know what's going on with our Israeli listeners, but we do have, they also told us we are number 73 in Iceland and we have eight listeners in Iceland. So apparently that's what it takes in Iceland to be number 73 in film and television is to have eight people listen to your podcast. I'll take them. Every single Icelandic listener that we have, thank you so much for listening. 
We appreciate it. Stay warm up there. You guys need to laugh now more than anybody. Dobre dan. Oh, is that what is that Dothraki? Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, it's Dothraki. Do they do they speak Dothraki up there? Uh, yeah, they, uh, they yeah they know what spoiled uh, Game of Thrones, or they know what happened. All right. Okay, let's get into the show. Hop in. Okay. So the guys are still pissed about Noah, who calls the gentleman a quote bunch of weens. <laughs> I like that, and we'll be using it now. For the foreseeable future. So am I to take it that this is weenies? I guess. Okay, because this, our son and our nephew had a conversation a while ago about how you can refer to penises as weenies. So, mm. yeah, you maybe. You can also refer to it as a ween. <laughs> That's the thing. I'm surprised our kids didn't know that. They're way ahead of the, this slang. All right, so the guys are being a bunch of weens. Uh, Ben says that he's kicking himself for not doing what he needed to do to get the time he wanted with Tasha. Yeah, you should be kicking yourself, Ben. Yeah, that was a stupid plan, Ben. It was stupid. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it was a stupid plan. You should be kicking yourself. You deserve it. You deserve to go home. Harrison says that they've all learned a lesson, which is that Tasha likes... Bold. Can we stop with the bold? Yeah, with the bold. That's been going on for like three well, seasons that was now. Bold. Hannah's thing. I like Hannah. bold man. That's that's my Hannah. I don't like it. Yeah, I mean, I live in Alabama now, so I can that's do that kind a, of thing. That is not an Alabama accent. <laughs> Are you saying that my accents aren't precise? <laughs> you remember how we feel when your mom does her southern accent? Yeah, but I live here, so it's that, like no. it's like how you can make fun of your own family. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, and, and as a Southerner. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> as a born and raised Southerner, I can do the accent. I don't appreciate your Southern accent. Okay. I don't like it, sir. Okay. I don't do a Seattle accent. What would it be? Oh, hi. Actually, I do, because it's always just, you guys want to put on some North Face and go to REI and <laughs> do some hiking trails? Cool. That's, uh, that's not real accurate it's either. It's so cold here. Yeah. That's also not really linguistically linguistically accurate. If we're going for a sort of accuracy in the accents. It's incredibly difficult to live here because it's very expensive. <laughs> but it's also so rainy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's Hi, our Seattle, Seattle listeners. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Including Jason Mesnick. <laughs> We've alienated. We're, eventually, we're only going to have those eight Icelandic listeners left. Let me be left. clear. I love all of our Pacific Northwest listeners. I just don't like you. Oh, me personally. Yeah, you I see. Okay, good. All right. So really, all of this, making fun of an entire you know, region is really just a dig at me. Let me just say. It's a really broad, <laughs> you're taking a shotgun uh, approach. Let me say. Yeah. I take it back. I do not like the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, I know you don't. I yeah. don't. I, yeah. there, you've got, you, y'all all have a holier-than-thou approach to this country. And guess what, guys? We all live here together. No, our, we're so much better. We're so, so much more enlightened out there. Yeah, it's true. You you are... <laughs> no, I'm just trying to rankle you. I'm just trying to, trying to yank your me, chain a little bit. Answer me this. Am I wrong? Oh, no, you're not wrong. No. There you go. No. There you go. But you, I'm not wrong that we are holier-than-thou. Out in the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> oh, God. All right. So, uh, you want to get to this date? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, before you gave that terrible Southern accent, mm-hmm. yes, I agree. I don't like having... 
themes, if you will, that run over more than one season. So I feel like every season has its thing. So mm-hmm. like Ben Higgins, we had to hear 500 times that he was unlovable. Right. Hannah, we already had to hear someone that wanted it bold. Right. Like well, I've already heard that a thousand times. Claire wanted it bold. <laughs> Everybody wants it bold. Claire wanted it bold because uh, what's his face? Dale is Dale is not bold. He's real talkative though. That's all. I feel like he just won't shut up. Physically (laughs) impossible for someone named Dale to be bold. It's just not going to happen. What about uh, Dale the chipmunk? chipmunk He is bold. No, he's the more measured chipmunk. He doesn't. No, Chip is the more. I thought we already went over this. I'm still getting them confused. Yeah, Chip is the more measured, responsible one. Dale is is the freewheeling, footloose, and fancy free one. Dale is in the Hawaiian. Yeah, that might rush headlong into trouble without looking. Boogaloo boy. He's the he's the boogaloo boy. Yeah, you know how many breakfast cereals he can name? So many. Well, then you're right. It's a misnomer. Yeah. He, he's named wrong. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll have to say, so I don't like this themes over more than one season, but I also, Tasha specifically referred to this episode having a theme, and I don't like that either. Oh, I don't mind that. Because she was like, the theme of this week. It's like, what's each letting week? Letting your guard down. No, but it was also being bold. Again, that was the same. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same theme over and over Here's again. Here's a spoiler alert. The whole show is just about being bold. About boldness. Bold. Boldness. Oh, now see, you're doing it now. That I was, can do it. That was I'm the same exact the accent that I. Me too. Me too. I'm from the South too. Yeah. You're from the South? No, from the South. You're from the South yeah. too? Yeah, you and I are both a couple of Southerners here, just, you know. Just what, Ryan? Just what are hanging we doing out. Southerners? You know, sitting in the heat, getting the vapors. This is why you're not allowed to say hillbilly. Why? Or hit. I, I've stopped saying those things. Well, I refer to that new movie as H-word elegy. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? There's a fucking lot of hillbillies in like Western Washington. So oh, shut and, the fuck up. I mean, Eastern Washington is nothing but hillbillies. Correct. Yeah, it's the whole the whole That's deal. The whole... Nothing but, sorry, nothing but H-billies. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't just be throwing that word uh, around. You shouldn't. <laughs> All right, so... uh, All right, the guys go on a group date, and they have to learn how to write original love songs, and then they're all going to perform a love song, and whoever writes the best one gets a one-on-one date with Taysha. I feel like we've done this date, like, five yes, times and yes. it's a lot better when richard marx is there. yeah right bring a, a musician in to help them out the goose got richard marx right and these guys get a tambourine and a ukulele i did like that so they go into a room in the um hotel or mm-hmm. what have you and there the is yeah the la, la quinta uh there is a giant table with all these instruments on it. And you know what it reminded me of? What? Did your music class in elementary school do this? Where they would like, you would come into music and she would take out just a big box of instruments and dump them out in the middle. Well, and that's then, what Miss, uh, what was her name? Miss Amy would yeah, do they also Charlie's did in music, music together class. But I feel like we were adults in that music class. So you have to be cool. But in uh-huh. elementary school, there's just this like, mad rush for to the get instruments the right, yeah, yeah the right instrument because you don't want to get stuck with the triangle now also at any point when you saw me was i cool when miss amy dumped that bucket of instruments out 
I think I was pushing some toddlers aside to get that little elephant that you raked the drumstick mm. over his back. Yeah. So I was not being cool at all. So they have an hour to write a song, which is not very long when you also consider it took Hanson a year to write Mbop. And they expect these guys to pump out a song in an hour. You've just been waiting on that one. Huh? Yeah. That's in my notes in caps. Yeah. Did you have in to look caps. that up? Or did no, you I just knew it. Mm-hmm. I just knew that fact. How do you know that? Because it was on maybe pop-up video or something. Oh, okay. Yeah. It, I think it was on pop-up video. And it's one of those things where I was like, that can't be true. It really sticks in your crawl when you learn a shocking fact like that. You're never going to forget it. <laughs> yeah. Um, Damar says his lyrics will have everybody in their feels. So is that we can say ween and in their feels now? I mean, I kind of knew like catch feels, but I didn't know in, in their feels. Yeah. Okay. I'm just trying to keep up with the... I knew in your feels. Okay. Well, you're younger than me. Yeah. You're really a different tr- generation still than still in my I 30s. <laughs> Us 40-year-olds really don't understand some of these new slangs. By the way, hey, a shout out to several of our listeners, but especially Bridge, who wrote us a really good detailed definition of what swole means. Oh, yeah. Swole and shout out to listeners who corrected our pronunciation of norfolk oh no oh no nobody corrected my pronunciation of norfolk it's not norfolk that is a whitney and someone else told me told us that i was absolutely correct it is not norfolk that go pull the we're gonna have to go back to the emails again whitney's gonna have to email us again whitney i want you to listen to me right now (laughs) I'm going to say it right now, just okay. as Ryan has, and you say, yes, that is correct, or no, it is not. Norfuck? Yeah, um, let's see. Whitney was totally, I'm, in, I'm pulling it up. But that you were saying it differently in the original episode. I'm, I know that she said that you were saying it correctly, but you're exaggerating it now. It is, you, you say it. Norfuck. You're saying it differently. No, she says, I like to point out that Ryan did indeed pronounce Norfuck the right way. It is not Norfolk. <laughs> Again, all I'm trying to say is that you made it sound like we got a bunch of corrections when what we got were floods of letters. It was like the guys bringing the bag of letters into Santa Claus in uh, Miracle on 34th Street saying how closely my pronunciation got this right. Just listeners poured in to okay. say that I nailed it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. what happened. Okay, but yeah, back to, uh, well, speaking of, you know, getting sounds and pronunciation right, Bennett is really trying to find some words that rhyme with house. He's got mouse. Mouse. Louse. Douse. Yeah, he's really Krause. thinking it over. Put also. It, Peter Krause, the actor. <laughs> <laughs> or Peter Krause, the, the Bachelor. Yeah, that's contestant. where I thought you were going. I didn't even realize we were going to go actor. I thought we were going to go straight to Bachelor mm-hmm. contestant. Also, when Bennett actually did his rap, I don't recall him rhyming house and mouse. Maybe these lyrics got left on the cutting room floor. Yeah. He did rhyme uh, me and Brie, I believe. Bennett says... Oh, Harvard degree. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. You sure? Yeah. No, come on. No, no. I got. We'll get to it. I've got it all written. Uh, Bennett says that he doesn't have a whole lot of experience writing songs, but that he does spit some flow for my high school friends over some, you know, retreats. <laughs> is this slang or is he talking about like 
workplace retreats well, or like. But he said high school friends. What kind of retreats is he I talking about here? Uh, yeah, the kind that only people that go to Harvard are. I guess so. To. Yeah, to like uh, Deer Island. Yeah, in the summer with uh, yeah, like members of the Skull and Bones Deer Society. Island yeah, in Maine. Yeah, that's where um, this like spies go in uh, the Good Shepherd by what? Matt Damon. With Matt Damon, they like go to Deer Island as like, like a secret retreat. Okay. Yeah. Everybody gets that right. Yeah, what the fuck are you talking remember, about? Remember that 15-year-old movie that nobody saw, The Good uh, Shepherd with Matt Damon? Yeah. And that's, okay, I mean, whatever. Okay. Okay. Now, someone who should be a shoo-in for this, but is considers this literally the most terrifying thing he's ever done in his life, is Kenny, boy band manager. Apparently, those who can't sing manage. Kenny says, I really want to see tea tonight. So he does this throughout the episode. Yeah, he does. He's calling her T. Is this like a mutual thing where he's like... <laughs> what do you mean? Is she calling him K? <laughs> sure, that. Or like, is she like down with this nickname? Or did he just kind of like... I feel like she's probably fine with it. Yeah, it just, it seemed very much like he was trying to force it. Like he, Costanza... It's a little bit of a like, stop trying to make T happen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right, right. Costanza trying to call himself T-Bone. Yeah, <laughs> maybe that's Tasha though. Maybe Tasha has tried to give herself the nickname T, and Kenny is the only is one the only who's one who will buy it. on. I I don't see that as the way that this is unfolding, but maybe maybe I'm wrong. Tasha says of this song competition, "What girl wouldn't want this? Mm, I'd be yeah. okay without it." I asked you about that. You would not want me to write you a song and sing it to you. A hundred percent, I wouldn't want you to sing it to me. I No, I really wouldn't. Yeah. Because then okay. I would have to just... So when I was in high school, I had a teacher. And she would, on your birthday, she would make you... You would have to sit there in class. And she would sing this like, Happy birthday. Like Marilyn Monroe? Not... Happy birthday. To you, happy birthday to you, happy birthday, Mr. President, happy birthday to you. It wasn't, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> happy birthday. No, it wasn't like Marilyn Monroe, but it was very like... It was just like a really soulful, slow, happy birthday solo to you. And she, I'm not kidding. She would like sit at the edge of your desk and like look, make really awkward, constant Mm. eye contact. And you had to just be like, this is the coolest thing. Sure, right. This teacher is serenading me. This isn't weird at all. Yeah. And so I feel like if you wrote me a song and sang it to me, it would feel like that. Yeah, sure. No, that sounds about right. And, I mean, it would be terrible, too, so we've also got that. I mean, so you've got these guys. Do, Zach, to get his song ready, is just literally banging on a box <laughs> that they have given him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like that whole table of instruments. Right. And for some reason, he just is banging this box. He chose instead. the box. Yep. Yep. What's banging in the box? On, banging on a... What's that song? Banging on a... Oh, it goes... 
If this is it, <laughs> please let me know. That song from <laughs> Doug Funny that the beat sing. Oh, I don't know. Strumming on a street lamp. All right, we're going to try to find that. I'll try to put <laughs> that in. there's something in. that they're banging on. Banging on the sidewalk. <laughs> <laughs> banging on a trash can. Drumming on a street light. Break me off a piece of that. Fancy feast. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and uh, Doug. Okay, well, remember we, that band that they liked, The Beats. Vaguely, you know, I. You were a little old. For I Doug. was about to say the same thing. Yeah. I, you well, were. and also, I mean, it was just so racy. I feel like my parents just wouldn't if they wouldn't let me watch Mr. Baseball. No way are they watching <laughs> the the antics of Doug Funny. You know, they did let me watch Ren and Stimpy, which seems a little vulgar. It's all the same time frame. No, I know, but I'm saying. And no, like, I agree. I yeah, not, I would not watch Ren and Stimpy because I found it crass. It is crass. Yeah, there are a lot of butt cheeks in yeah, Ren and Stimpy. Yeah, I did Stimpy. not like it. A lot of butts. I did not like either of those animals. <laughs> I did not care for that. I feel like our kids would love because it's just really like that whole show is close-ups of butts. Well, basically, we're not going to find out. Yeah, maybe we will while you're out of town sometime. <laughs> um, Blake plays the accordion. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Yeah, Bennett does rhyme. De- you don't. He says you don't have to be. You don't need no Harvard degree to be in Paris eating brie with me. Say there weren't no pressure, Tasha. I'm taking you home to Mecha. <laughs> That's a slant rhyme at best, wouldn't you say? As someone who teaches poetry, I know you. Tasha Mecha. Uh, I like Mecha. it. Yeah, but I'm saying it's a. Uh, yeah, it's a little, uh, talk about a little crass and uh, edgy. So here's my problem. Okay. Ivan, Bennett, Damar, um, they all, actually, and maybe even a few more of these guys, they don't sing. They all just do this, like, spoken word, like, rap. I, I don't know. I feel like they should have written a song. Is is rap not music? No, no. it's not. <laughs> no, I know that it is. I just feel like it adds an element. It's easier to talk than to sing. Sure. And if someone says to, that you need to perform an original love song, mm-hmm. I expect to hear a little bit of singing. Well, that's you're saying like, part of this is they have to put themselves out there by like having a melody like making melodic sounds with their voice. And these guys are using the rap as a shield. I just feel like, yeah, it's a little bit, it takes an element out of it. Mm-hmm. It's it's not quite as embarrassing. You'll though, recall that in Jason's season, the women sang. Oh, I, I do Jason, recall. you gave me butterflies. <laughs> oh, God. And then uh, Ashley sang her song. Her operatic. Yes, I remember that. Yeah. Yes. What, Stephanie, right? Stephanie, Yeah, sorry. Stephanie yeah. sang that opera. Yeah. So, um... I don't know. I just feel like it's a little bit, like... They weren't even really rapping. They were just, like, talking at Right, her. yeah. Like... Talking what rhythmically. What did was not rapping. That is, an, that is an insult to Macklemore to say that that <laughs> yeah. was rapping. <laughs> if Bennett and Macklemore were up you for best what? rap album... Macklemore sings some when he does he raps. sing, yeah. Yeah, he does sing. Yeah. So take that. He's a double threat. That's why he won that Grammy. <laughs> Sorry, Kendrick Lamar. Do Go you home. sing sometimes? <laughs> Do you sing about the thrift store, <laughs> Kendrick Lamar? <laughs> that thrift store that I went to. Oh boy. So Ivan pulls her up. 
close. That seems to be the move that seals the the deal for him. Oh, my God. So this, let me say, one thing that annoys me. Okay, one thing. (laughs) Just one. There's one thing in the world. Of many. It's not implied that it, did I say the only Mm -hmm. thing that annoys me or did I say one thing? One thing, thing. yeah. One thing that annoys me is when on these group dates, if there's a challenge like this and you know that the person just wants to go on a one-on-one with someone, Mm -hmm. like, because I feel like this happened with Jason season two. Yeah. When he asked Molly, she won the singing date. Right. And she did not. Molly's song sucked. Yeah. Like, if you just wanted to go camping with Molly, which is fine. Yeah. If you're basing it purely on talent. Right. Though, let's be fair. Did any of these guys really win the singing date? I thought Demars was better than Ivan. Demars was the mocha latte one. Yes. Yeah, that was actually pretty good. And as... I feel like Tasha just wanted to go on a date with Ivan, which fine, I can see why. He's very charming. Yeah. This whole thing is rigged. It, well, you got dead people voting. Let's, let's, <laughs> you got the voting machines switching votes let's over. Let's not act like it's subjective. Well, it, it's not. Well, it is subjective. Objective. Yeah. No, I I totally agree with you. I understand what you're saying is why have a contest if the objective winner of the contest because he had that JPJ line Demar did that was really good. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. there's something. On is my there, I see glass. you're investigating your glass. Lila probably washed that one. Well, or me. Or you. Yeah, probably me. Okay, so um, I do have in my notes that Ivan pulling her up was a baller move. Um, and I do think, like, also, if you're looking object, like, up for a criteria by which to distinguish all of these terrible songs, that is something different. Where you'd be like, "Well, I chose Ivan because he pulled me up there," which is what to she share says. a moment. I know. So I think that's justifiable. I guess I just feel like the other guys probably didn't even realize that they could do that. But that's what bold. Oh. See, that's what it is. He made a bold move. So bold. Even though later the fellas are saying that she likes the bold, fun, talkative guys. Ivan's more quiet. He's super sophisticated. It'll be interesting to see if she likes the quiet guy. Yeah. Yeah. So and we'll, so we'll, so we do see that she does like the quiet guy. All right. Harrison says, everybody, enjoy the rest of the evening. Ivan, your evening is going to be a lot better than theirs. So Harrison this season has just rubbed this shit in. <laughs> like he did that earlier in the episode when he was like, Noah, you didn't, weren't even supposed to be on that date and you won that rose. Like, yeah, Harrison, that's what they've all been yelling at each other about for two days. Like he loves shaking ants in a jar. Yeah. Yeah. He really loves like rubbing their noses and shit. um Um, yeah noah does say that there's a possibility that ivan might do badly on the date because he's too sophisticated and quiet though later we find out that noah was playing chess in the house you think they played together they played each other uh i doubt it you don't think so i mean i'm not saying that noah won i don't know yeah I was just, it was Maybe an interesting did. observation. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I'm not, I don't live in that house, Ryan. I'm just I'm asking for speculation. Like Quinta. You wish you were, though, <laughs> with all that okay, eye here's candy. Some speculation. Maybe they did. Okay. Maybe they did. Huh. I'm just, hmm, interesting. <laughs> yeah. Was a Queen's Gambit hmm. style uh, <laughs> clash of the Titans? <laughs> Real uh, Beth versus Borgov. <laughs> All right, so they go to Tasha's place for the night, and she says this is the kind of Friday night they would have had if they were together. And so she comes on over, 
and Tasha wants to order room service, but she suddenly announces, apropos of nothing, <laughs> <laughs> that the floor is lava uh, and that they must use pillows and furniture to get into the bedroom where the room service menu is stored. Is this a thing? Like, sh- do people do this? I mean, so I'll tell you who did this. Our son told me four times today that the floor was he lava. Did? Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, I mean, it's a, it's did a game. Did he from The Bachelorette? Yeah, he was watching it, too. He thought well, they did a really good a job. <laughs> no, are you asking, is this something that grown adults do? I just feel no, like I don't believe you, that it is. if you and I were sitting <laughs> on the couch and you were like, the floor is lava, I would be like, ha, ha, ha. And then I would just continue doing Right, continue to just walk, yeah, to the other room. I mean, Ivan is into it. It's hard to tell if it's one of those things where... Like, this is something that Tasha would normally do, or if she's just like, I want to see if he's spontaneous or not. You know, I feel like these dates have that element right. of like, I'm going to test you in a way that you wouldn't test someone if they were just coming over to your house on Friday night. I, I don't know if this you is what Tasha is doing. You don't think that she would doing. start a pillow fight? <laughs> <laughs> With a pillow that feathers are spilling out of comically. Like, <laughs> I mean, someone tore that pillow open so that feathers could fall everywhere. Like, the never. In history, has a pillow fight involved that many feathers unless you stage it that way? I just feel like if I were Ivan, I would be like, mm, okay, this is funny for like two seconds. <laughs> right, but now, now it's just weird. Yeah, now, though Ivan had a pretty good strategy, which is that you need to pick up some of the stuff you've already used and put it down again. I mean, really, all you need is like two pillows. You can stand on one and then move the other one in front of you. And so on and it's so almost forth. Almost like it's more of a game for children. For young right? children who it's it's like the equivalent of tic tac toe, basically. And they, that uh, strategy is simple. They play Twister. They, they play do. bocce ball. Yeah. Um, Ivan tells Tasha that she brings out the best in him, and he loves that. I'm yeah. sorry, she loves that. Yeah. Uh, they compare skin tones and they realize do. that they are matching. Yeah. Yeah. It's a match. (laughs) So I have in my notes that this seems like a genuinely nice date. Oh, yeah. I like Ivan. I I mean, I like them together. I think, if anything, um, Ivan seems a little too good for Tasha for reasons that I'll get into later in the date. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm excited to hear this interpretation. Oh, are you? I am excited. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I was just going to say, like, I also don't think that these two are going to end up together. Like, it just seems like maybe she has more. I didn't say that. I don't think they're going to end up together. Oh, okay. I I don't pick. I mean, he's going to be a top four, I think, um, unless something drastic happens. I just don't see maybe quite as much, like, chemistry as some of the other guys, like as much like passion on mm-hmm. Tasha's end. You know, like I think it's ultimately going to be one of those things where like, I really, he, this is a good dude and I like him and I respect him, but meh, you know, like mm-hmm. I feel like it's going to be that kind of thing. They also eat a comically large ice cream sundae. Which again, we've seen before. Right. This is I back to like your same bag of, of like, tricks. Yeah. I mean, I know that they can't, break the mold with every date especially on a season like this one where they have limited resources but like damn right i just feel like this season is kind of a weird deja vu yeah can we eat a comically large different kind of food maybe at least something (laughs) something else maybe a comically large plate of spaghetti 
<laughs> for the two of them with giant forks. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So they um. Do you want to? We're in the middle of this when we yeah, get a date so card. Yeah, the group date is announced, and Noah makes the mistake of wishing that he were on that card, and Bennett like flips out and says that he's being greedy, and that he needs to teach the young kids some manners sometimes. That Bennett does as a thirty-six-year-old H-town grad. Um, I get that. Like, it seems like the guys just don't like Noah. I don't see any. I well. I don't think that Noah behaves poorly until. Are you sh- shaking your leg? A little bit, yeah. Oh, I am shaking my sh- leg. It's a making me bit. dizzy. Yeah, <laughs> getting a little seasick yeah, over a there. Bit, yeah. yeah, good thing the listener can't see this. But yeah. I can. Yeah, I know. We'll ta- we'll have you take some dramamine before Just the next episode. Just imagine somebody sitting across from you, listener, and kind of like fidgeting, shaking mm-hmm. the whole time. Yeah, yeah. That's the fun of this. It's uh yeah. Anyway, um. I don't, I feel like big deal. That of course he wishes he were on the date card. Like, I don't know what, who the fuck cares? Right. Right. And also like, he's not like going to Harrison being like, put me on this date. Like he's making <laughs> yeah. an observation aloud. Should, like, I feel like you could get a one-on-one and then be like, man, I wish I had the next one. Right. Right. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's, it's a little bit of a, uh, bitch eating crackers, uh, moment do you know what that is no i don't i'd like to know there's a website where that's what you use to describe someone who's uh like doing something that shouldn't annoy you but it just does because it's them oh that's good if you look at someone you hate and they're sitting across the room just eating a cracker Uh and you say look at that bitch eating crackers That is the perfect analogy for this. So I feel like Bennett getting that upset is just bitch eating crackers. Yes. No, that's good. I like that a lot. Okay. So, um, yeah, back to Ivan. They talk and uh, Tasha. So this was interesting because they have a very long conversation. Uh, I mean, obviously on these dates they're having long conversations, but the camera lingers on this conversation for a long time. Mm-hmm. Which I actually enjoyed. Like, I thought it was yeah. nice to hear them no, talk to each too. other. And I feel like they actually were talking about real stuff, which mm-hmm. doesn't... Like, I feel like contestants have gotten to the end of the season before and not known... Like, Claire didn't know Dale's parents' names. Right. <laughs> which is not that impressive, because they had only known each other for two weeks. Right. But, but still. There are definitely seasons where you get the impression that the lead... And and her suitors have not really had real conversations, right, whether serious, that's yeah. true or just edited. Mm-hmm. They could be having those conversations, but a lot of times they just don't show them. Right. But I like to get to see it. I mean, so this conversation bodes well for their relationship, but does not bode well for our ability to make comedy about it because um, they talk about their families um, and Ivan's brother going to prison. Um, and then they talk about George Floyd and Black Lives Matter a lot. And so, like, it's a good conversation, and it seems like they connect over a lot of different points. Um, but I don't have a ton to say about it other than it was nice to see these two, like, it was nice to see, like, an actual intimate human conversation mm-hmm. in the middle of this episode. And again, it cemented to me this idea that. Like, this just seemed like a pleasant date. Like, other than the floors lava thing and the comically large Sunday, this actually does seem like the kind of date that you might have towards the beginning of a relationship. 
Yeah. No, it does. I mean, it's a lot of information for the beginning of a relationship. Yeah. They both cry a whole lot. Sure, that's true. That's true. And I felt like Tasha, um, and like, I don't mean this meanly. Okay. But I felt like she really struggled to give a, an answer when he was asking her about like, how she's been affected by Black Mm -hmm. Lives Matter. And that's not to say that she has to have some, like, lengthy, eloquent answer. But I did feel like I I kind of wonder, and this is what I was referencing about, like, I don't think that Ivan is too good for her. I do kind of wonder if they occupy the same, like, mental level. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. You're saying that Ivan is smart. I'm saying that Ivan seems a lot smarter than Tasha. <laughs> Correct. He's playing three chess moves what ahead. I'm saying that yeah. Ivan seems extremely willing to like engage in subjects that aren't all butterflies and rainbows. Mm-hmm. And that's not to say that Tasha isn't, but she does seem to be just kind of like happy-go-lucky. Mm-hmm. She seems really uncomfortable at first when Ivan asks her to talk about that Mm -hmm. and that's not like i feel like it's within her right to sure yeah not want to talk about it um but it does again it just kind of makes me question their compatibility a little bit Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. no that's fair enough i will say that i had a little bit of trouble understanding what her point was a little bit like and i mean i she may also be talking through this with herself too because that's the other thing like you know when you're dealing when you're talking about all this stuff it's like a lot of people process this by themselves essentially because they were in quarantine and so like this may be one of the first times that she's really like how did this affect me because i haven't gotten to talk to anybody about it like actually in a real face-to-face conversation so that may also be part of what's going on here um but anyways, yeah, I mean, I like also my notes went out in the middle of this. So I just have cap letters that say notes went out here. <laughs> so um, you want to um, move on to. Yeah, the, let's yeah. do the group date. OK. And obviously Ivan gets the rose. Uh-huh, yeah. And I think, as we said, emerges as a big front runner in this. Yeah. She says that he understands her more than anybody else can. <laughs> than anybody else possibly can. Um, Becca and Sydney show up to the group date. Uh, no thanks. Yeah, well, you know, it takes about 30 seconds for Becca to sling out her catchphrase. Let's do the damn thing. And do Becca, the damn dares. Please. Yeah. She tries to put a spin on it. God, nobody wants Becca, that. Nobody knows what you're even talking about. <laughs> like, shut up. What is happening? Yeah. Oh, uh, it just made me feel bad for her a little bit. Yeah. So um the it's the whole thing is a truth or dare date. Yes. And so first they have to do all the dares. Well, the guys are divided into buddy systems. Yes. Yeah, which I didn't quite follow, but whatever. Mm, yeah. They're just buddies. Just some buddies yeah. hanging out together. Well, I think they had to they had to videotape themselves. So one person oh, was gonna I do see. the taping. Okay. They had to videotape themselves, and yet... The girls can also see with their binoculars. Correct. Like, I found that they had, like, incredible vantage of this entire resort. Like, somehow they found this high point in the middle of the resort where they could see everything unfolding. So, one of the first dares is that they have to go chug a smoothie. There's a table of smoothies. But 
These aren't just any smoothie. This isn't the smoothie I'm making every morning Ladies, in the Vitamix. This it's isn't so your delicious. Juice. <laughs> uh, they have things like cow intestines, um, buffalo testicles, water scorpions. I don't even know what a no, water me scorpion neither. is. I wouldn't guess that you could blend it up, but so which one are you going? So they had a choice, right, of what they wanted to drink. Yeah. Which one are you going for? I don't know. The testicles or the intestines? No, I don't want testicles. I would go for intestines. Okay, yeah. I might. There was one that I was like, oh, that one doesn't sound quite as bad as the other ones. And now I didn't didn't take it down. Uh, Chicken feet, larva, and crickets. That one actually, actually, absent the chicken feet, I think that one is fine. Because those things are just going to blend in and be like tasteless. Well, people in Alabama just eat chicken feet. That's, oh, well, I mean, if I could do my accent right now, I would lay that out in great detail, but I don't want to do that. Go ahead, say it. No, I'm I'm good. You know, I think the listener at home can imagine imagine what it would sound like. But yeah, that one seemed okay. The cow intestines one, I was with, what, Riley was the one who drank that, right, and like almost threw up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, All right, then they have to go to Chris Harrison's villa. Where Chris Harrison is eating a lunch of lobster, caviar, and champagne. I am really enjoying Harrison this season. I feel like he is in his element. He is. He's enjoying yep, himself. Yeah, he is really having a good time. Yeah, because like, let's say otherwise, what does he have to be at home with his fucking kids? I mean, he has kids, right? Yeah. Yeah. But they're like college age. Oh, okay. All right. Um, They have to get Chris Harrison to autograph their butts. So... <laughs> Oh, your butt. I just feel like who came up with this day right. too? Right. Well, also like I mean, Harrison had to be in on it because they were acting like, oh, it's so embarrassing. But like Harrison clearly signed off on this in some regard. Oh, he signed off. Oh, on he it. signed off on the this butt dare. And let's be honest. I mean, when they say autograph your butt, I mean it's like the upper, very top quadrant of your buttocks. I don't know. If the boy, the way, now when they showed it, because they were even able to show it they from the showed side. They showed one. He I, had to sign six butts. Well, I mean, he's not signing like right on the asshole. No, he might be. He signed, <laughs> he signed the sphincter. He's, he's making the sphincter the O. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right. Harrison. Yeah, Harrison. <laughs> yeah, no, he's signing like upper you like You don't know thigh. that. Yeah, you or do like, not know that. Nah, I'm pretty sure that that's what's going on here. Well, I know I that as much like, as I know Noah and Ivan were playing chess day and night. You're pretty sure about a lot of stuff, but you don't know. <laughs> Harrison could sign anywhere he wants. <laughs> it's like that scene in um, in Popstar where he signs that guy's dick. He's just uh, really one-upping it. <laughs> yeah it's just like it's exactly like that yeah okay um so they have to oh then they have to call the hotel phone Mm -hmm. and give one minute of an orgasm and the speaker is connected to the phone all across the hotel right so all across the resort everyone's listening to it to these orgasm noises to these quote unquote orgasms yeah that are really just like yelling in agony yeah like, right none of these seem like pleasurable experiences no, at all uh-uh. also one minute of orgasm god i mean that's me <laughs> taking my pants off doing the whole thing getting my pants back i mean i don't need a whole minute yeah come on <laughs> 20 seconds right yeah i mean if i'm lucky god a good day 
He's yeah. laugh- he's laughing, but uh But there's some truth in it. <laughs> Ladies, there's some truth in it. Okay. Um speaking of truth, they wrap up the dare section of the date. And the truth part comes in the evening when they all just share a bunch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Bennett tells Tasha more about his engagement. He says he was, quote, fully engaged, dialed up for a wedding. Um, he said that his parents have never been solid and that he recognized that he was close to also getting married for the wrong reasons. Like if I was your mom or dad, I'd be like, "Fuck you, Bennett." <laughs> well, that is interesting. I mean, you see that a lot, like people talking about their parents, yeah, on this show in a way that's like, "Yeah, I don't know, your mom's gonna watch this." <laughs> it's like when we make fun of your mom on this podcast. Yeah, but she's not listening to this. Is she yeah. though? She might. Nobody be. knows. That's something nobody knows. Maybe she's that listener in Iceland. <laughs> She's got a sophisticated series of bots, so it makes it seem like she's listening from Israel when really she's listening from the Pacific Northwest that you love so much. That I just adore. Yeah. Um, okay. They make out Tasha and Benadu. Uh-huh. Um then Tasha talks to Blake. His kind of truth question is that she asks him what his exes would warn her about. And he says that he has excellent relationships with his previous girlfriends she says that blake is a lot softer than she initially thought so let's be clear that is not what she asked like clearly those people (coughs) the people who broke up with him i feel like it is and it isn't like i feel like if you have a really good relationship with your exes if you were like what would they warn me about i mean essentially he's saying nothing like, well, that right, but that's what I'm saying is like y'all broke up for a reason. Yeah, like, but warn sometimes you the about relationship is... doesn't just doesn't work out. Like, sure, it's not necessarily that you're going to get warned about something. Sure, but I feel like I mean maybe that's a strong word, but if the question were like if we asked why you broke up, like I I just he's implying that he has no faults in a relationship. That's uh, what he's making it sound like. I think that he's yeah, he's that. saying he has no faults well i feel like that's a smarter move than what's his face yeah he got like too emotionally yeah. into the date and he was and like they all leave. say that i'm manipulative <laughs> yeah. yeah sure people say that i'm a liar a cheat manipulative dark-hearted <laughs> a murderer <laughs> yeah. and then he's like well i fell in love with claire because she made me confess my deepest darkest soul so i guess i've got to go like i feel like blake's method is probably the smarter no one, it is a smart it, like i don't know i'm a good guy what do you want me to say to me it smacks a little bit of an a job interview when it someone does. says What's what are your, your weaknesses i'm yeah. punctual to a fault yeah i care too much yeah. yeah yeah that's what it sounded like to me and again she seems fine with it so hey well played you know um all right so zach they talk and he needs to open up a bit he says he gets a little nervous and Tasha says really that's cute is it is it cute? I was not as taken with Zach C in this episode. And I feel like Tasha still was. Like, she gives him the rose. Yeah. But I, from what we saw, I thought a lot of the other guys were more open. Like, I feel like he just kind of talks about marriage, sort of. But then they right. just make out. 
Plus, we um, didn't even get to hear Zach C's orgasm noise. <laughs> I just feel like the whole point of the date, as she said, was to open up and be honest. And it seemed like Zach did that the least yeah. of those guys. Sure. Well, other than Blake, who and gave that vague answer. And he was doing a weird answer. thing with his mouth you, in the you hot did, tub, Yeah, you I did kept, notice yeah, that. He like... I don't, it was just real close up on his face. Yeah. Are you sure it wasn't that the uh, audio wasn't syncing up? Because we had a problem with that for no, about 10 minutes. No, it wasn't. It was before okay. that part. It was when it was still syncing fine. Okay. So um, he says, uh, you feel all, you've got me feeling all the feels, which is what I think they call it these days. So Zach, C, and us are on the same page. About... And my feelings more than Drake for you. <laughs> so um, also... We don't still have more than one Zach on the program. Is that right? Can we go ahead and drop the C or do we, is he just Zach C from here on out? I feel like it's like, uh, look, I went to, I went to second grade with a David R and a David W and you better believe that that's still <laughs> how I think about them in my head. You know, that's what his wife calls him too. <laughs> Come here, David R. David Ramsey and David Williamson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They'll always be David R and David W mm-hmm. to you. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. All right. Fair enough. Okay. So, yeah, Zach does get the rose. Tasha does her thing again where she um, compliments a lot of the guys. But I feel like the nice thing is now they know it's coming. So they're not like, oh, she's going to give me yeah, the rose. Oh, never me. mind. Oh, no, it's not. Yeah. Um, ben says that it's really frustrating having not had time this week. And he says, there's a real chance I've blown it. She thinks that I'm the worst. <laughs> the worst. I need to fix it. Um, so then we get this, like, weird, like, comical setup where Ben and terrible fucking Ed, whom I strongly dislike, I'm not going to say that I hate him, even though I basically hate him, mm-hmm. like, why the fuck is Ed still on I this show? I don't know. Show? Ed has become my least favorite Ben Stiller He's character. He's like my least favorite Bachelorette contestant that I can remember in a long time. Really? That is a strong, that's I a strong really dislike claim. dislike him. Yeah, he is, he is very unlikable. Uh, so yeah, so this whole, it's like a Frasier episode of like mishaps and everything. Frasier episode. Yeah, because there's a Frasier episodes, a lot oh. of them are like Three's Company episode I where they like, like go to like the a wrong. Seinfeld episode where you're like, in real life, now that we have cell phones, none of this would ever happen. Like, explain to me how Ed and Ben decide separately to go visit Tasha's house without telling each other. And then Ed, so Ed ends up at Chris Harrison's hotel room instead yes i will tell you how all of this happened which is the producer said hey why don't you go and walk over to her room hey ed her room is 341 go ahead and head over there what are you doing here Ed? ed why don't you go ahead and take off your pants and just waltz into room 341 this to me felt my problem with this beyond just the fact that it's stupid uh huh is that this felt like one of the gags that we get at the end of the show? Yes, right. And instead, we have to spend like 30 yeah. minutes of this like weird extended joke of Ed ending up at Chris right. Harrison's. And then it's, it's intermingled and spliced with a legit Bachelor thread slash scene where Ben and Tasha are like doing real relationship stuff. Yes. So it just felt, it was really, um, like, tonally dis, 
disjointed, disjointed. dissonant. Yeah, dissonant. that's dissonant. good. That's good. Yeah. No, I agree. I will say I want to mention something really quickly before we blow past it, where Ben says, I'm going to walk to her room secret mission style in the cover of darkness. And then Ben says, I haven't done a secret mission in several years. Since when, what secret missions is he talking about he before this? Oh, he was, oh, he was in the army. I th- ah, okay. Yeah. Those are the secret missions. Ah, I the see. The ones yes. that he did for the U.S. For the U.S. Army. As, oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. As an army member. Yes. <laughs> and this is the equivalent of those missions to keep our country safe. <laughs> Got it. Zero dark 30. <laughs> um, I want to know, do you get to sleep on this show? Because Ed shows up at Chris Harrison's and Chris Harrison says, Ed, it's 2.30 in the morning. What are you doing? But, like, Harrison is awake in there. Right, right. Well, obviously, Harrison knew this was coming. Well, clearly. And also, Tasha, like, did she tie up that little part of her shirt? Like, is again, this was one of those situations where, like, is this what she's wearing around the house at 2.30 in the morning? So the least believable part about all this for you is the fact that Tasha has her shirt tied up? <laughs> I'm just saying, like, is this what she's just, like, sitting around in? It's like a tank top. Yeah, and I know, yoga but it's all—it's all tied up. Like, do you ever do oh. that? Like, just tie your shirt up at no, the midriff? No, I don't, because I okay. look like Tasha. No, I wouldn't tie my shirt up at the midriff if I were going out or staying in. <laughs> I'm just saying, I don't think a lot of people are do are tying their shirt up at the midriff. I think a lot of beautiful 28 year olds might be. How old is Tasha? Uh, I don't know. Uh, 29. 29. They told us she was 29, right? Because Noah or somebody was was four years younger. And that was inconceivable (laughs) that they would make it together. There's a lot of improbable things going on in this segment. But I believe that Taysha might just sit around in a tank top with it tied in a little knot. Okay. All right. That was the thing that really got to me. Other than (laughs) Ben's confusing secret mission comments. Oh, he was in the army. Um, Okay, veterans. I appreciate our veterans. (laughs) Ben has ordered strawberries and champagne. And basically, they just work through their whole whole issue. Mm -hmm. And I kind of liked it. Like, you know, she said that she really appreciates the fact that Ben, like, listened to her when she said that she felt slighted by him. Mm -hmm. Um. Uh, ben isn't my favorite right um but i don't mind him right well and i have to say again this was another instance of like a sustained mature conversation between the contest a contestant and the the lead i think that's why and this is a segue that's why everything that goes down with noah in the final scene with the cocktail party does just kind of like i don't really blame Tasha's reaction because she does seem to be making a pretty like con- concerted concerted yeah i just want to say that concerted but it's not it's concerted i don't yeah i think concerted i mean let's get whitney and everybody else who wants to concerted uh... concerted <laughs> she seems to be making a concerted, concerted. effort to keep things like mature in this uh-huh. season. Not as mature as Claire, obviously. Well, no one's as mature as R. Claire. <laughs> um, but so I feel like when all this shit goes down with Noah, she's just like, really, guys, we're going to do this? Like, I don't know. I just I, I have been pleasantly surprised by Tasha keeping it calm, keeping it real. 
keeping it 100 yeah well here's so here's my complaint though so let's briefly go over so noah pulls tasha aside of the cocktail party and says that you know when i hopped the fence i knew i'd be getting a lot of heat from the guys what i think what we have is nothing short of electric nothing short of that but he implies that the other guys were mocking Tasha and giving forgiving him the rose because she was trying to start drama. He says that the guys tell him that he didn't really get that rose, that he didn't earn it, that the only reason why she gave it to him was to shake. So it, it kind of changes because at first he says that it was to shake things up or mm-hmm. for show. And that kind of devolves into an interpretation by Tasha that she's purposefully trying to like cause drama in the house. Like I do think that part of what happens at this cocktail party debacle, I do think that Tasha, um, I don't know, not that she missing. Well, I think she kind of misinterprets what Noah is saying. And then Noah just lets her run. Yes. Yep. Cause she sees this date going off the rails and he's happy to see it happen. Yes. So here's my thing though, is like, None of the guys said that, right? I mean, we don't know because I feel like we see them. So one of the things that he says is that he's annoyed by the passive aggressive digs and comments. And we have seen yes, that. Yes, we have seen that. Yep. Um, but we don't know. Have yeah. we seen it on camera? No. But when he confronts the guys about it, everyone seems pretty emphatic. Or rather, when the guys confront him, everyone seems pretty emphatic that they did not say that and it seems like again it might have been one of those things where like they said it wasn't real rose noah interpreted that to mean something right tasha interpreted that it's to kind mean of like something. a mix of all yeah yeah but it just seems like, like playing telephone with our four-year-old oh five-year-old oh while the floor is lava at yeah. the same time so the problem is that i just don't see why tasha is taking noah's word for this like he's clearly a shit stirrer and it's just like it doesn't well, seem because she seems like she's like well this doesn't sound like the guys why is this happening but it's like yeah but it doesn't sound like the guys like maybe that didn't happen you know i do think that one thing that is happening and and um she addresses this a little bit she says i'm a grown woman and i can make decisions based on what i want to do if you're going to be questioning me, I'll gladly walk you outside. Um, I do think that this is one of those annoying things where, like, they're getting mad at Noah, but in turn, it means that they're annoyed with Tasha for choosing the guys that she's choosing. Like, Sure, yeah. I feel like it's like a lesser case of when Hannah kept keeping Luke P around. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and And she's right, like them being pissed about that is kind of annoying because it's like you don't have to like the people that i'm giving roses right right like you don't have to understand it but it seems like the story is that not just like oh he she shouldn't have kept him but like oh she's just doing this well i feel like it changes Mm -hmm. like because there's to me there's a difference between like the guys questioning her choices which if i were taisha would annoy me or them purposefully saying that she's trying to stir up drama, which seems like a completely different accusation. Right, right. No, I, and I agree with you. Like, I think it's weird that she just seems to blindly accept what Noah says. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I agree. And I think that it's just like this whole thing. And I, I blame Noah for this because he was clearly trying to stir stuff up. Chasen calls Noah high school and pathetic. Yeah, you I'm got that right, Chasen. I'm just going to start using high school as an adjective. Yeah, you're so high school. Stop being high school. Yeah, well, I mean, the guys are being total weens. So it's no <laughs> surprise that Chasen is being, or that uh, Noah's being high school about it. Bennett says, I'm here for love, not for breastfeeding Noah. <laughs> Um, he, yeah, Ed, Ed hops in and nobody like, cares about up, you, Ed. Ed. Shut up. He yeah. Says, you ruined everyone's night here. You ruined Tasha's night. Well, and I was like, you ruined my life, Ed, <laughs> with your face <laughs> and your hair. This is the same kind of like Lego hair. It's not the same Lego hair I had, but it's Lego hair of its own variety. There's a little bit of of pre-Anna, Ryan Weber, and Ed. Oof. And and you hate him so much. I feel like talking about, you know Ed talks about his cholesterol. Oh, yeah. God, that guy won't shut up about it. If there's something we know about Ed is that he won't shut up about a topic that uh, is really getting under his skin. So the guys say because... (laughs) Bennett also says... I'm not on The Babysitter. I'm on The Bachelorette. <laughs> Is The Babysitter a reality show that we don't know about? The Babysitter's Club. Yeah. That. It's either The Babysitter's Club or that movie with Alicia Silverstone called The Babysitter, the... where the babysitter seduces the dad. I believe okay. that was the premise. What? Isn't that the movie I'm thinking of? Alicia Silverstone is the babysitter who seduces the dad. It's called The Babysitter. The Crush? Maybe it's The Crush. I feel like there's a movie called The Babysitter. With Alicia Silverstone? Maybe, did maybe you know that not. Alicia, not No, I Alicia? did not. I yeah. did not know that. Okay, The Babysitter 2017 film, but I'm thinking of something from the 90s. There's a Babysitter Seduction movie starring one Carrie Russell and the dad from Seventh Heaven. Oh. Where the dad from Seventh Heaven is a murderer and he seduces Carrie Russell. Okay, but this movie that I'm thinking of called The Babysitter with Alicia. 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 Alicia Alicia Silverstone does exist, and it was made in 1995. Director Guy Fairland. Writers Robert Coover and Guy Fairland. Okay, well, that's a little much. That's a little (laughs) much. Stars Alicia Silverstone, Jeremy London, and J.T. Walsh. Ooh, Jeremy London. Oh, is he on your list? It looks How like he might be this movie. You I don't know. Definitely. Oh no, I never. I never movie. saw this movie. Like, I was I'm just familiar with at the, the image of the, oh, of the VHS cover, and there's no fucking. Can way. you imagine if my parents had seen just this cover? They, the, my dad would have smashed this with a rock, no question. The tagline of it is something about her captures the imagination. <laughs> that is a really clunky tagline for a sexy thriller. Yeah, but this uh, this is what Bennett is not on. We should watch The Babysitter. The babysitter. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Finally get to catch up with this 1995 erotic thriller that I was never allowed to see. There was a um, Fear Street uh, book called The Babysitter. Okay, and what mm-hmm. was the premise of that? Just there's a babysitter and there's a murderer. Oh, uh-huh. okay. So the babysitter is like the target, a grown of up the version of Claudia and the Phantom phone calls, kind of. Which is scary enough on its own. Yeah, I get Jeremy London and Jason London confused. I like the one that was in Dazed and Confused. Okay. 
And I do not believe that that is who this is. I don't know either of them. See, Jeremy London, who's in The Babysitter, is like still acting and doing okay. stuff. I think Jason London just like disappeared. <laughs> the Babysitter got him. <laughs> That's what happened. What is the premise of this movie? That the Babysitter is like killing the boy? No, I think the Babysitter seduced. This isn't a hand that cr- rocks the cradle. Is that what happens in the hand that rocks the cradle? That she... Um... Is in she also movie, obsessed with the... She wants to take the baby. Okay. Well, no. In that movie, she's just out to ruin their lives because some sort of act of revenge. All right. So here's the story. You're really going to like this. Here's the storyline according to IMDb. A teenage girl babysits two young kids while the parents go out to a party. Her boyfriend is coerced with the help of alcohol by an old friend into going to the house. Both boys are obsessed with the babysitter, as is the father of the two children. The story basically shows the effects drink has on different people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So honestly, my parents might have liked this. It was a cautionary tale about the effects of drinking and alcohol. Yeah. Ryan, are you doing drugs? Ryan, look at the effects of drink. It's not cool to drink drugs and watch Mr. Baseball. Yeah, if I couldn't see Mr. Baseball, you know I'm not seeing The Babysitter. My Ryan is going to watch Mr. Baseball and want to do steroids. (laughs) He's going to want to get some chew. (laughs) Some big league chew. Ryan, you can't have big league chew. It's too much like tobacco chew. I did have big league chew one time. That's a gateway. Yeah, that is. And then all of a sudden I was chewing tobacco left (laughs) and right. There was also that um, shredded jerky that was exactly like chew. Do you remember that? No. No. Yeah, it was not like surprisingly, I did not eat that. It was amazing how much it was like. Isn't it cool to dip? Here's some jerky that's exactly <laughs> like it. Anyway, all right, gang, we're gonna watch the babysitter and get back to y'all. <laughs> Do a live podcast of the babysitter because it is Sunday night. Yes. Um. Okay. This that's all to say that Bennett, in fact, is not on the babysitter. He is on the bachelor. <laughs> Bringing it all back around again. Okay. Uh, I mean, we end basically with Taisha getting real pissed at them and, um, she doesn't even say anything when it comes time to give out roses. Yeah. She just starts calling She just names. gives out the roses. It's like when you know that your teacher is mad at you or your mom. Yeah, you can tell, yeah, that she's and pissed. And they're like, oh, damn. Yeah. They say before they go in that the rose ceremony is going to be a massacre. And at first I was laughing like, oh, yeah, it's the St. Valentine's Day massacre. But it actually is kind of a massacre. Like a bunch of guys do get uh, the get the job. <laughs> the red wedding of the bachelor. Spoiler alert, everybody. Okay. So. I feel like we should play. Uh... You want to play that music underneath while we announce who got it? Yeah. Okay. So here we go. All right. All so right, go ahead and tell us. Go to ben. Easy, Riley, Brendan, Bennett, Blake, Damar, Spencer, and Ed gets the final rose. Jesus Christ. I know. I said Ed over Joe. Is this a fucking joke? But you know what? Joe, who we barely hear from Joe, this whole episode. you're too good. You're too good for this too world. Good for this world. Yeah, no, he, because even as he leaves, he's a fucking class act. He goes no, up to Tasha, you're an amazing yes. woman. You've got awesome guys here, so you can't go wrong. That's an exit right there. That's yeah, the way to go out. Show. 
yeah, Joe is uh, is too good for this franchise so we until lose. we see him on The Bachelor in Paradise. We lose Jordan, Kenny, Joe, and Chasen. I feel like we didn't even hear anything from Chasen, and suddenly he's going home. I know. Well, and like, yeah, Kenny. I mean, we got. Why did we okay. have to watch? No, I'm saying, why did we have to watch Kenny's full orgasm noise if he's just getting sent home? Watch him calling her T. I got real invested in, in this whole relationship between he and T, and now he's just going home. All right. So um, there's your episode. Kenny says of Noah, I saw him playing chess in the house. Maybe he's smarter than we thought. That's what I was uh, was calling back to. Yeah, mm-hmm. it all is coming back around again. podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.